0: Let's give the Lord a hand, everybody. Let's yeah. thank him. Yeah. Amen. Why don't you go ahead and be seated, please. We thank God for the opportunity to stand before the congregation of the righteous again. Amen. As we go ahead and study some more in the uh, this epistle to the Colossians. Amen. We're still, in, we're going to just do a little review because it's been a little while. It's been a little while. Now, what you got to understand, um, everybody doesn't believe what you believe. Everybody in the church does not have the same confidence that you have about this salvation. Amen. That you're complete in Jesus and that you're totally forgiven and that he's done everything. He's done all the work for your salvation. Some people feel that you have to do some work too. What you have to do, the work that you have to do is the work that you do in response in um, in the, the ministry that you carry out, whatever that ministry is in the witnessing. Amen. And the carrying the gospel, that's the work that you do. But the salvation part, you don't work any part of that for your salvation. Jesus has done every little bitty thing. He's paid it all for your salvation. Amen? Amen? So we're in Colossians, and we just want to review a little bit. Um, the, the Apostle Paul, through the Holy Spirit, is telling us that, the, that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. That he's the image. He's the image, Right? And that he is—he's the firstborn of every creature. Not that he's a creature, <laughs> not that he was created, but that he's the firstborn, as in the firstborn, as in the heir of everything—the heir, the one that inherits everything. He's the firstborn, just because back in the day, the firstborn son was the one that inherited the um, whatever he had—the property, the kingdom, the responsibility and the other stuff, becomes the head of the family, all right, and that, that kind of thing, that's why it was so crazy when um, when, J- when Jacob gave Joseph the, um, the multicolored coat, because he was like, he was saying, even though he's the youngest, he's the one, right, and it should have been Reuben, but Reuben did some things that was not cool, but anyhow, and Jacob did too, so well, uh, what you expect? anyhow but but what we have here so he's the firstborn and 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 all things were made by him it says so here in colossians it also says that in um in the gospel of john in the beginning it says that in the beginning was the word and the word was was with god and the word was god the same was in the beginning with god right and nothing was made everything was made by him and in colossians says everything was made by him for him all right so he's the creator god and, and he's, he's, the, he's the preeminent. He's the one. He's the highest rank of all the ranks and all the positions and all the governments. There's none higher than Jesus, the Christ, the son of the living God. Amen? Amen. And it also says that it pleases the father that in him should all the fullness dwell. It also says that the whole, the, the whole Godhead, the whole deity dwells in Jesus. When that man, Jesus of Nazareth, walked the earth, he was fully God and fully human. And I know that's hard to take, and the science doesn't work out that way, right? But he was fully divine and fully human. He was a real man, and he was the living God at the same time. Amen? Right? And so, and so Paul talks about how, how, um, how we have peace through him. Peace, y'all. We have peace. We're not, we're not, we're not living in fear. We're not living in dread. We're not living with judgment over us. We have peace. We have peace with God. The Holy Father, the God of wrath, is at peace with you. He doesn't, he's not holding anything against you. He's not mad at you. He's not upset with you. He's not disappointed in your failures and your infirmities and your weaknesses and your shortcomings he's not upset with you you have peace with him through jesus christ i want y'all to get that because we used to teach this thing and we used to teach we used to teach fear back in the day we taught fear and we taught dread but that did not prevent us from committing sin all right just the same fornication was still happening people were still lying folk were cheating and all the other things that, that people do, right? We're better off teaching confidence and knowing that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, yeah. right? So we have that, right? And then Paul goes on and gets a little personal. He talks about how he's a minister. He's a, he's a servant, and he's in this, um, he has this, he has this um, accountability, and he has this stewardship and as a steward of the gospel he has to preach this thing and he talks about warning and preaching and warning every man and that's why we want to talk about a little bit more we talked about that some the warning see what we, what we understand we recruit people and I said it before we, we, we recruit people we give them the sales pitch we says this will be good for you you need some of this right and we recruit folks we want you to join us we want you to join christ in us and you know we want you to be saved for your own benefit and we forget to warn folks. we forget to warn folks. now back in the day we didn't warn people either we threatened the people it wasn't a warning it was a threat you're going to hell right it wasn't a caution it was a threat. And there's a difference between warning and threats. I had to look it up just to be sure. <laughs> right? A warning is what you do when you caution people. Right? And you, you want them, you want, you, you let them know that there's danger ahead. There's danger. You know, that's a warning. Don't do that. It's dangerous warning. You know, like when, the, don't touch that light bulb. Back in the day, the light bulbs were hot. Christmas time. That's when babies, that's when toddlers learned the difference between hot hot don't baby hey little baby don't touch it. it's hot and and it's red and it's bright and child gonna touch it anyway and learn what the meaning of hot is and you warn the child right you warn the child like you be home at a certain time be home at a certain time because it's getting dark and we want you to be in the house you know we don't want anything to happen to you we want you to be safe that's a warning A threat is get you behind in here before the lights come on or someone will whip you. That's a threat. There's a difference, right? You want the child in the house before the street lights came on, at least that's how it was when I grew up, right? Because, by the way, nothing good happens late at night. Nothing good happens late at night. No, 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 that's why you need to come home. But anyhow, but, but... but there's a difference between the—see, the threat is an intent to, in, to um, bring harm and injure. When you threaten someone, you want to injure them, right? So when we talk about the consequences of sin, right, we need to talk—we need to warn people the consequences of sin— the consequence of sin is that you're going to be outside the safety of the lord you 're going to be apart you 're going to be alienated like we used to be you 're going to be alienated from him, and there's a judgment there coming, and all sin is going to be judged unless you give him the faith in Jesus Christ. If you come to faith in Jesus, your sin is already judged, yes. and you're safe, but if you don't have christ you 're going to be judged for your sins it's, it', it uh, I understand. You don't think you did anything wrong, but you were born in sin. Yeah, you was. We all were. Even mama, born in sin. Everybody has sinned and comes short of the glory of God. And you warn the people that they need to have Jesus. You don't threaten them say, you're going to hell as if you're going to bring hell on them, right? Because you reject what I'm saying to you, you're going to go to hell. Who do you think you are? Send the people to hell. Shame on you. You can't send anybody there. You can't cast your judgment upon them. You know, sin has already been judged, right? So the best we can do is just warn. So we have to warn folks. We have to caution them. We have to caution them. We have to do it in love. And we have to do it in a, in a, a different attitude. Now, here's how you, you can use the same words and mess it up. The soul that sin shall die. Let me caution you. Don't be caught there. Come to faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. Right? Same way. The soul of the city shall die. You better get saved. There's a difference, right? Right. You be threatening folk with stuff you can't do. You can't prevent, you can't, you can't save them and you can't bring them to harm. Right? You can't put them in hell. But we be threatening folk. So don't threaten people. Warn them. Caution them. Plead with them. All right? Plead with the folks. Ask them. You know, tell them. Tell them what's going to happen. Tell them the truth. This is what's going to happen. The God of love is also a God of wrath. And he's a righteous God. Okay? And he does not tolerate sin. You know, you need to put your hands up and do that thing that Doc taught us. And let them know that all of us have sinned. You know? You know, everybody has sinned. The God, God has God. Has provided a way for you to re- be relieved of your sin and your judgment. Amen. Right? And that's through Jesus Christ. You got to let folks know. Amen? Amen? So look what it says here as we go down the list, right? And Paul says here, verse 28, chapter 1, verse 20, whom we preach, warning every man, that means every person, and teaching every man in all wisdom. We don't just preach, we have to teach. We have to instruct people that we may present every person perfect. That means complete in Christ Jesus. If they come to Christ, they're complete in him. (coughs) Amen. Amen. When you say yes, Lord, and when you come to faith in Jesus Christ, when he saved your soul, you're complete there. You may still have issues. You may still have problems. You still have stuff going on. But you are in Christ Jesus. You are complete the moment you come to faith in him because he saves you by faith. Right? Whereunto I also labor, striving according to his workings, which worketh in me mightily. Paul's not boasting. He's just saying what's true. The Lord does a mighty work through me. Now look what it says in chapter 2. And in chapter 2, he talks about his concern for the people. For I would not have you... Let's start again. For I would that you know... What great conflict I have for you and them of Laodicea, and for as many as, as have not seen my face in the flesh, and many people he has not visited yet, right? That their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, unto all riches of the fullness, assurance of the understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God, and of the Father, and of G- Christ in whom are in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge all right so that's a that's a run-on sentence y'all all (laughs) All right so check it out so what paul is saying i'm concerned about you because you need that you need to hear from me see what you have to understand paul and peter and james and john the apostles they were the bible their letters were scripture. (laughs) right? And what, the, what was preached was what they told people. And the people told, they preached what, um, what they preached was what was the gospel was carried on. And thankfully, they all preached the same thing. Amen. Amen? The apostles all preached the same gospel. There was faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus is the Christ. He died for your sins. He was risen again on the third day. And salvation comes through faith in him. You know? They all preached the same thing. And so and so it was important for Paul and the others to get around to different places and to write these letters and to get around and Paul wants to and Paul was the kind of guy I want to be there. He don't he don't just want to send you the letter. He wants to be there. And so he's trying to get to these places, but you know, many times he's writing from jail. Okay? And he's writing this letter from jail too. Okay. And so what they would do, they would take the letter and pass it around to different groups of people okay but the gospel that was preached was the gospel that they heard it was an oral gospel okay thankfully we have bibles we have different translations we have different paraphrases and all kind of stuff you know thankfully we have that you know but what they heard was what they got was what they heard and they passed it on okay and so paul saying, i really want to get out there but i'm having a hard time and so he says i have a conflict And here's what he says. I want your hearts to be comforted because he wants to be able to, he wants to be there to answer your questions. You know, like when you read the book of um, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, they sent Paul questions and Paul was answering their questions when you read Corinthians. He's answering their questions. So I want to be there to answer your questions. Right now, this is a one-way conversation and you can't respond and ask me a question Paul is saying, I want to be there, so he wants to get there and see these people and want them to know that he's a real dude and um and who he is, who the person is, the author of these letters, and things like that. He wants them to have that okay, and he wants to he wants to he wants to increase their understanding he wants them to be complete he wants them to ha- not have any doubt about this great salvation that they have, and so when he talks about you know, being knit together in love. You know, Jesus said, people are going to know you, they my disciples, because of the love that you have for each other. And that's something I've seen in the church. Church folk love each other. Even though we have, you know, issues and conflicts and we disagree and stuff, church folk love each other. When you run into some church folk that you just met, you, you start loving on them. And they start loving on you because you, you're the body of Christ. And that's what you do. It's like meeting relatives, right? You know, this, oh, my, you're my cousin. Oh, cuz, you know, stuff like that. You know, s- you know those kind of things. You know, you start loving on one another because you have this kindred. You have this kinship, okay? And so he talks about that and the riches of the fullest assurance of understanding. When it says the full assurance of understanding, we understand through faith. Not through science. Through faith, Okay? There's a difference. That's how we understand. Because we believe it, it helps our understanding. All right? Even, even in Hebrews, it says, through faith, we understand that the world is framed by the word of God. You know? Think about it. You know, the Lord said, Let the, he created, I said this before, he created light before he created the sun. Amen. That's right. And what's the source of that? What's the light? What's the source of the light? His words. He himself was the light, right? So he created light before he created the sun. I, uh, some, somebody who's more educated than I am, some scientist says that intelligent design is not scientific. And he is correct to a point. To a point he's correct. It's not scientific. It's, it's through faith. It's through the power of God and the, you know, the science is this he said it and it happened okay I don't know what area of science that could be God said it and it came to pass alright and so maybe it's not scientific enough for him but it doesn't have to be scientific for me because I trust God okay alright and so here's what we have and so we and the mystery the mystery is that you and I can be sons of God Male sons and female sons, by the way. You know, we can be the children of God. And it's a mystery because it was hid. I say it every other week. It was hid from Moses. It was hid from Abraham. It was hid from Adam. It was hid from David. It was hid from Elijah and Elisha and Jeremiah and the rest of it. It was hid from them. It was hid from Joel who said, in these days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh they did not see it in all the sin, and all the prophecy and all the words that they said about Christ they did not see you they did not see the church they did not see a bunch of called out believers mostly gentiles and heathens right called out believers having fellowship with the living god it was here from them that's the mystery right I don't want y'all to think that we're all deep and stuff like that. The mystery is that the stu- it was, it's a mystery to them, yes. not to you, okay? That's the mystery that we're talking about and was hid, right? And so what we have to understand that, that we have this, it was hid from them, and all these treasures that we have, they did not have, even though they lived by faith. And if you look in Hebrews chapter 11, it says by faith, this one, by faith, that one, by faith, that. And it goes down the list. And of course, it can't list everybody because it won't have enough room. All right. And so here's what Paul wants. Let's look at chapter two, verse four. And this I say, lest any man should beguile you That means to trick you with enticing words. For though. I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. Amen. Paul said, I'm not there with you, but I'm checking you out anyway. Alright? In the spirit. See, what we understand is that that there's a natural world, there's a spiritual world, and we are operating in both of them. Okay? Okay? We're operating in the natural and we're operating in the spirit. The stuff that's unseen, the stuff that we can't see with our natural eyes is just as real as this stuff we touch. All right. And Paul saying, and and, I'm absent in the flesh, but I'm with you in the spirit. He says, um, I'm joined and beholding your order. I tell you, I dare you to spend time praying for people. And the Lord will give you insight on those folk you pray for. I'm not saying he's going to reveal all their business to you, right? But you, you spend time praying for folk, you get insight on those people, all right? And God will even warn you to pray for them. He'll say, you better pray for your nephew now. God who can answer the prayers saying, you need to pray now. Pray for your nephew. Pray for this one. Pray for that person you're concerned about. He'll warn you, right? He'll give you insight, all right? And he'll give you comfort concerning them too. right so that's what we're saying here alright as in verse 6 as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord so walk in him that means live this thing out you receive them by faith you need to walk by faith alright you need to live this thing out rooted and built up in him and established in the faith there's that word again as ye have been taught abounding therein with thanksgiving so what he's saying he says you you started this thing off by faith you need to continue by faith he told the folks the galatians galatians rather galatians he told the galatians who 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 tricked you what happened to you right you started off by faith now you think you got to do all this other stuff to be saved somebody tricked you where you been You know, who you've been listening to is what Paul is saying in so many words. And he's telling these people here, you've done this thing by faith. Now stay in the faith. Stay in the trust, rooted and grounded in him. Through faith, we are rooted and grounded in the Lord. Continue in the word and continue in the faith. The faith, the word will build up your faith, right? Continue the teaching as you have been taught and being abounding therein with thanksgiving. Be thankful also. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after traditions of men, after the rudiments, rudiments means elementary education, after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. He said, he's he's warning the saints. He says, beware of these folks. They get deep. They make things up. The gospel is quite simple, right? And they make it difficult. They make it complicated. The gospel, you know, because Jesus did all the complication stuff. He did all the work. He did the hard stuff. And all we had to do was trust in him and live in him live through him in faith. The trust, and that's all you need, right? You're complete in him, right? Don't let somebody tell you that, okay, now that you have Christ, you need to get circumcised this way, or this is how you need to be baptized, or you need to spend so many days in this spot, or so many days in this spot, oh, you got to do this twice a day, you got to do this thing twice a day, and all these other things that people add on, and now you have, you're not quite ready, you need to have special knowledge right you're on your way oh you started off you're on your way you came to faith good now you gotta do these works to be saved not so children you are complete in Christ when the thief on the cross said (laughs) remember me when you enter your kingdom that man was saved right there because he trusted God he believed in Jesus right? He was complete in him right then. Now don't get me wrong, I do want you to be filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of tongues and stuff like that. But if you, but we don't teach that you have to speak in tongues to be saved. We have friends who do that. But we don't teach that. Amen? Because the Bible doesn't teach it. You are complete in him through faith. Through faith you are complete in him, right? And Oh, I might as well read this last purse part here, and I'm going to let you go. All right? Look, oh, I'm sorry. For all, verse 9, for in him dwell all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Everything is in Jesus. Jesus has everything. He gives you everything that pertains to life and godliness. Amen. Everything's in him. And look what the next verse says. And you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. All authority falls under the authority of Jesus Christ. In the natural and in the spirit. Everything falls under him. He is the head of it all, right? Even the devils have to obey him. Are you hearing me? There's nothing going on that he's not aware of. Okay? And there's no authority that 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 he cannot Be in charge of. Even the devils report to them. All right, now somebody said, Well, the devils, why don't he just tell them to stop? You know? know. (laughs) 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 Now they have their place, y'all. Satan has his work, he has his place. And don't worry, um, they're going to have their reward too. Okay? They're going to get their pay for all the good work that they did. they're gonna get their pay. Hell is the hell is for them. It's not for you. Okay? So Jesus is the head of all the principalities. He's the preeminent one. He's the head of everything. He's the supreme. He's the sovereign. He's above it all. Okay? So anything, so when you're going through and when you're suffering and when you're hurting and it feels like he's not paying attention, he 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 knows what's going on. He is he is aware of everything. He's ignorant to nothing. He knows it all. All right? And it feels like you're by yourself sometimes. Uh-huh. And you feel like you've been left out. And it, it may feel like he forsook you. Right? You're never forsaken. He's with you. You've got to believe God even more then. You have to trust him. You have to trust him through the pain and through the hurt and the difficulty and the stuff and you have to trust them when you messed up and you ca- You have to trust them then too alright and when it's not your fault you have to trust them okay he knows everything going on he's not unaware of anything that's a double negative negative. and he has he has able he's able to feel your afflictions it says that we have a high priest who is touched by us, right? He's, he, we, he feels us, okay? And you have an affliction, he knows what the affliction is like. He's been through it all, okay? So listen, don't, don't, don't think that he, don't, don't listen to that voice that says, so you by yourself now, dude, you're on your own. Don't listen to that voice. <laughs> you're never on your own. Just go back there, call on your Lord, Go to your secret closet, your war room, your car, wherever you go to pray. And call on the name of Jesus. And then wait on them. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Why do you need your strength renewed? Because you're weak. (laughs) Sometimes we're just weak. I am weak. I am out of shape. I am soft. I am not built up. And I I need my strength renewed and I have to wait on the Lord I just can't go to the gym for this I have to wait on the Lord to strengthen me okay? matter of fact the Lord told Paul my strength is made perfect in your weakness so what do you rather have your strength or his strength I think I'd rather have his strength even though it feels weak here right but he's strong in me he could be strong in me during my weakness I'd rather have his strength than to think that I'm big and bad. <laughs> you know, walking around with my head in the air, like I'm a, t- I'm a bad fellow. don't y'all mess with me. No, 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 I'd rather be weak, and he be strong for me. Okay? Uh, look at what it says here, and I'm gonna just read this one more. In whom, verse 11, also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands. It's not a physical circumcision like the males in the Hebrew nation had to do Amen. right in the putting off of the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ he's cut away your sins y'all okay you hear what I'm saying Amen. Amen. just like the circumcision in the flesh the, the foreskin is cut away Jesus in his way has cut away your sins The body is saying he's cut away your sins and separated from you okay your sins aren't just covered they aren't just forgiven they're taken away they've been taken from you I need you to get that I want you well no don't imagine it Uh, I want you to I want you to understand like a like a coat all right yeah here you go like a coat this coat represents sin and they take it off me and give me a new coat all right they just take it away it's taken away okay that's what the Lord has done he's taking your sins away that's even the songwriter knew that he took my sins away you know that one he took them away y'all what are you trying to do when your sins have been taken away just live this life through thanksgiving just appreciate what you have you know and and obey God as much as you can right and understand that in him you are complete you're accepted approved and complete in Christ Jesus don't make it difficult don't make it hard on yourself Oh, my God. And if, God forbid, you do something wrong, you make a mistake, you, you, you did commit a crime, whatever you did, go back to God. Go boldly to the throne of grace, the Bible says. And receive forgiveness of sins, because your sin's are already forgiven. And go back there and confess what you've done. Or confess what you neglected to do. The worst that happens is that you've been out of fellowship. That's the worst. And fellowship is always available to you. Just go home. Just go back. Right? You know, repent. Repent. It's a turnaround. Repent. And get back in fellowship. That's the worst that could happen. And that's a bad thing. Sure it is. But you you don't have to stay that way. Amen? You don't have to stay that way. Because the Lord has provided everything for your life. Amen? Amen. I think that's enough for right now. We're going to do this again. Let's stand together for a moment. our teachings that you have confidence in Jesus. We want you to trust him, have confidence in him. Not in your ability to stay out of trouble. Your confidence is not in your own strength, not in your own knowledge, not in your own wisdom and ability to do things and ability to avoid stuff and your strength and your ability to resist the devil. Your, your confidence is in Jesus and that's what we want you to believe. We want you to trust Jesus. Trust Jesus. Have confidence in him. And, and when you think you failed, and when you've done, and when you have not met the standard, you have to understand that you probably can't meet it. All of us have come short of the standard. All of us come short of the glory. And that's why we need Christ. That's why we're dependent on him. Because I can't do it. I can't do it, right? Right? I'm going to try. I'm going to miss the mark. I'm an archer, and the target is in front of me, and I'm an archer, and I'm going to shoot my arrow at the target and miss it every time. And that's called sin, right? But through Jesus Christ, he's hit the target every time. And I have to have my confidence in him. Jesus told Peter, I pray that your faith fail not. Right? Trust God. No matter what you experience, trust him. No matter how you perform, trust him. No matter what you go through, trust him. No matter what is happening around you and in you and through you, no matter how your body feels, no matter what the diagnosis is, and no matter what else is going on, trust Jesus. Trust Jesus. That's what we have to do. And if you're concerned about the other folks in your life, trust him for them too. Because you prayed for them, you trust Jesus. All right? Otherwise, you'll live a life of worry and concern, and you'll be all messed up, and you'll have a lot of anxiety, and you'll be sick, and you'll be fearful, and you'll be wondering, and then you'll get mad and angry too. And you'll live a life of grave disappointment. But we need to trust Jesus. That's what we're trying to encourage you to do, no matter what. Man, I understand in your mind you may be saying, "But pastor, this and pastor that." Trust them for that too. You know, and and some people have been hurt real bad by other folk, and it wasn't your fault. You did nothing to deserve that hurt, right? Trust God trust God he could heal that he could he could bring you around he could heal you of that and he could cause you to forgive other people it's not going to happen overnight it's not going to be an instant presto change event but continue to trust him so I've been hurt I've been used I've been abused I've gone through this thing it's not my fault I've been blamed for stuff I'm you have to take that to the Lord and trust him for that too. Trust him for the remedy of all that. He's able. He could do it. He could do it. We have testimonies of things that God has done for people in that situation. Your God is able. He could do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think. So if you could imagine a better life, your God is able to do it. We have to trust some saints. Amen. Friends, if you haven't met Jesus yet, if you haven't come to faith in Jesus Christ, we, 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 um, we, we ask you, we beg you, we plead with you, we order you to do it. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Don't, don't put it off. Don't put it off. You need Christ in your life. There's judgment waiting on the other side of that. And all sins going to be judged, but let your sins be judged at the cross, and you could be free today. You could be free today. If, if we're talking to you, we want to let you know, you could be free today. If you desire prayer for any reason, we want you to come to the altar. The ministers are here.